welcome to the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. Uh, what a lovely day. A glorious day to be here. I am one of your hosts. I'm Spencer. And it brings me great joy to be here with you today on this lovely podcast that we do. I am joined by two melanated gentlemen, the two melanated gentlemen who, of course, make this whole thing possible. Uh, one of whom uh, who has seen today's movie and one of whom has not. And you know, that's okay. I'm sure that you can guess who's who if you've been here before. So, uh, gentlemen. <laughs> This is Brandon. And I just happen to be the one who didn't see it. And this is Jordan. <laughs> didn't see a DC property. Crazy. Shocker. I honestly, I honestly would say, like, I, I honestly was going to see this one. And I still may. But it just may. Good. It's a wrap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah like, I was, we're about to talk about it. Yeah. It's a wrap. So, like, yeah. We're you know, I started, I started, I started the Batman, but I never finished it either. I don't think that moves for me. Oh, oh, it wasn't because uh, yeah. I do remember just not that long ago you were singing <laughs> Batman's praises. <laughs> that was the old me. This is the new me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yesterday's price is not the same. <laughs> Got it. Got <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, an understatement for yeah. this man. But right. cool, fine. Uh. Once you finish Batman, we can talk about it. Because I'm sure <laughs> people would love to know how you feel about that movie. 2023, coming soon. I'll finish it soon. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's cool. Um, so, before we get into today's topic, um, Brandon, you uh, you went on another adventure uh, for your... Uh, for your big businessman uh <laughs> things you you bro you, you're making, out here rich bro yeah he, making his second vacation in like what, making six moves, months probably yeah, yeah making moves in the world of athletics Relax. uh <laughs> why don't you tell us about your <laughs> latest adventure moving and grooving with the big shakers <laughs> relax so uh yeah so yeah obviously as some of the guys know but I do a, like a side venture with some basketball company and uh, I, we went on a trip to Florida, to Orlando, had some meetings and whatnot. But during that time, we went to uh, Disney World, went to Animal Kingdom and then also went to Hollywood Studios, had an outstanding time. Like it was it was a game changer. Like the morning, I think it was Wednesday morning, we went Animal Kingdom, hit that up from like eight to t- eight to twelve or well, eight to like two, actually. Um, and then later on that evening, went to um, Hollywood Studios from like three to seven or so. Had a great time. Like, and we did a little like scavenger hunt thing at Animal Kingdom just because it was all adults. Oh, like, we're we're all adults, but we had a good time. Like, we just have to take pictures and like capture little stuff, and it was oh, it was good. fun. Yeah, it was a good time, bro. It was a good time. Uh, Spencer, have you been to Disney World? I have not. Okay. Okay. Uh, I gotta ask you, Brandon. I've never been to Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. What, which one do you think is better, just from your time being there, Hollywood Studios or the one Animal Kingdom? I would say, by far, for me, it was Hollywood Studios. Just because you know, I'm, as a, I think if, for me, I'm a movie lover, 
So like that was like right in my ballpark. Like everything was referencing a movie, a show for the most part, uh, yeah. whether it be old or new, it was referencing some sort of movie. And even when you walk down, like there's little stores, all of them are like, oh, this is, you know, this is Disney related. This is whatever, whatever. And then obviously the highlight for me was I didn't go through all throughout the whole park. So I'm excited. Maybe next summer I might take my daughter because I didn't go to the animation part. And I had mm-hmm. like all the princess and all that stuff. I want to wait. So I'll probably go that next year with my daughter. But the biggest part to me was Star Wars area, man. Like that, yeah. that was a, that was a game changer. Like whoever, whoever the engineer was or architect for that, should they should get a max contract. Like that was, that was crazy. No, I definitely agree. And I'm tripping. I have been to Hollywood Studios. I was thinking this whole time in my head, I was thinking, um, the other, the other theme park is there, Universal. Universal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was thinking Universal. Yeah, okay. I, I have been to Hollywood Studios. We end up hitting yeah. them all. Um, how how expensive was it? Scale of one to ten. I mean, I'm not gonna. I didn't pay for anything, so I didn't. What this so dude? I don't know. Golly, bro! <laughs> oh, yeah, look at me! <laughs> Privilege. <laughs> no, I mean, we were all very, very thankful. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh man, this dude is privileged, bro. Me and me Spencer out here just struggling, living life. Yeah, next year I will know. Disney. To, next year I will have to pay for it myself, so I'll be able to tell you for sure. But it was uh it was definitely expensive. Like, and you know, I had to buy a little stuff on the side. Like I bought Cam two, three things. Uh I bought our baby, uh baby Yoda. It was like twenty-four dollars, twenty-five dollars. Um, but yeah, man, like the Star Wars area, bro, it was just the detail like i felt like i was in tattooing like it it literally when you walk in there bro from the little bar area there was a bar like an actual star wars type bar and like the line was so long i couldn't like it was an hour wait so i was like all right i'm yeah. not doing that but then i went to um and i put a reel on, on my social media but yeah i did the uh the experience where it kind of go through and see we didn't and, we didn't get to do the experience there at the okay when we, when we did that one yeah that, that yeah. looked fun i saw your reel and yeah, yeah bro that fun. was a movie yeah that was a movie man so that and then i got to do a, a thing where you're like a a gunner an engineer or a pilot of the uh of the um was it millennium falcon the, or something? yeah millennium falcon yeah and yeah that was fun that was a lot that was a good time i just yeah. watched uh an episode of uh God damn, what was that show? Uh, Home Economics, and they mm-hmm. did that. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, man, it was it was crazy. The did, detail. You, did you get the fast pass, Brennan? No, we didn't get the fast pass. No, oh, it was so you got to wait a long line, huh? Yeah, we was How in there. The for, it was for the for the big for the you know the whole experience. That was probably uh, probably an hour, but it was definitely worth it. Yeah, like, I see why people stand in lines, but yeah, overall. Great experience. Had a good time. Florida's not usually my my speed, but like overall, like we had a really good time. Yeah. No, I think I think Animal King was pretty fun. Um, out of the four parks, out of so there's Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Animal King. No wait, yeah, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. I think for me, uh, like when we went, we took my we took our kids. Uh, but as an adult, I would go to Epcot because like it's more mm. like an adult thing. Um, gotcha. There's more drinks around there and everything, and it's just more taste of the world to have different food experiences from around the world. But I think as far as kids, like especially little girls, uh, the Magic Kingdom definitely you got to take your daughter there. That one, oh, she loved it so much. That's where you see all the princesses in there. Uh, it's just it's just one of the other parts. That's where you see the castle. 
Oh, okay. So, you know, like uh, yeah, the castle you see everywhere. Yeah. Okay. For some one. reason, I was thinking that was in Hollywood Studios, but yeah, you're right. That's in my. T- you're right. So yeah, I did. I, I, we'll probably go to that one. I thought Animal Kingdom was fun, like, and I thought. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was just not. Uh, my daughter, she's not like she likes animals, but that's not gonna just change her change her day. So I think, yeah, like Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, would probably be my my go to. I should I should have told you when you were Animal Kingdom. Oh, the one thing your daughter will love Animal Kingdom is the Lion King. They do a Lion King performance. Yeah, we went um, we like saw live that. action. Oh, you got to see that? Yeah, that Wait, one. That one was fun. No, we didn't. They didn't actually do it. They we went under the tree of life and they did the Bugs Life performance. But oh yeah, they, we did that. They one had too. yeah, they had the Nemo at the little like theater, and that was that was a cool little performance. But it wasn't Lion King or anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we pretty much did everything because we had to do everything for our scavenger hunt. So it was we pretty much saw everything that they had available. Anyways, we didn't yeah. do the pan, we didn't do the Avatar ride, but that was just because the we line did, was so I did crazy. that one. Yeah, okay. I did that one. Right, it was um, crazy. So, I mean, so this is the first time like you've ever been in life? Yeah, I've been to Disneyland. I've never been to Disney World before. Oh, damn. Before you've been to Disneyland, too? I, that, as an adult, that was the first time I went. And it's, it's crazy just to think, like, how we are able to provide more for our kids versus, like, what our parents were able to do. Yeah. Um, and I definitely say I'm pretty thankful for that because my mom was not able to afford to take us, or not us, but me, <laughs> take right. me to Disney. Right. Yeah. No, I feel you. That's I'm looking forward to next year. Like my mom, she took me to Disneyland, but uh, yeah, we never really went. We never really went east. That's the furthest east I've ever been in the country. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Doing different stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Spencer, you definitely, you definitely got to take your son whenever you got when he gets a little older. Do it. Yeah. I would say like maybe like age three, like somewhere he can somewhat like do some of the stuff. It. Yeah, yeah, he's just a little bit old enough to enjoy it. Man, you might go older than that, bro. I saw well, people I'd, in there struggling. I mean, I'd figure five, six. Yeah, because that's a lot of walking. Oh, we brought oh, strollers bro. when we 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 had a double stroller. My seven year old, she walked day one, day two. She was not walking at all. She was in that double stroller. <laughs> See, and I struggled with a double stroller. Well, as a person who wasn't using a stroller, I was like, God, get them damn strollers out of here, like. Like we'd be in the store and just this mom just rolling down with this big ass stroller. We're just like, really? Like, what? <laughs> what are you, bro? Like, and this kid, you, you gotta get it how you can. I mean, I get it, but it was just like kids, like, like that you know, like, don't like, remember if, any of this. So okay, like, I was gonna say if it's kids that are like super little, then okay. But like in a stroller, if your feet are touching the ground, why are you in a stroller, bro? Yeah. They do because they do not want to walk. I'm telling you, we we were there four days after day one. Nobody wanted to walk. They'll walk when we get to wherever we're at. But as soon as we start walking a little bit more, they're like, all right, let me get in the stroller. And plus it's faster. You know, little kids walk slow too. And then they uh-huh. walk real slow. So the stroller definitely helped out. And they fell asleep in the stroller. Like we I also went in like June, so it was hot as hell. Yeah. So, I mean, it was cold as shit, bro. It's freeze, bro. Eight in the morning, bro. We was dying. All of us was like, God dang, it is cold. Like we was just trying to get in the line. Like we ran into the Nemo thing just to get warm. Like we didn't care about the show. That's crazy. That's crazy. It was completely opposite for me. It was eight o'clock was in the like, morning, ninety degrees. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know Florida got cold, bro. It was yeah, like fifty. It was like that brisk cold. It was like fifty-eight, and then like eleven. That's when the sun came out, and then it was good after that. You were fine. It was like in the eighties, but yeah, early in the morning, bro. We was all in there. I thank God I took a hoodie, but I was like Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, complete opposite for me. 
So, well, that's good. That's good. You had a good time. Yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed yourself. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I definitely watched Mandalorian. I watched Andor. Like it definitely put me in my Star Wars, Star Wars box for yeah, a bit. See, see all the clone troopers walking around. Did anybody see any of the clone troopers? Same thing to you? Uh, nah, I didn't go to that part. I, apparently, there's a third thing that we could have went to. That that's more like interactive with stormtroopers. I will say that, like in the big, you know, the ride that we had to wait a long time for, like the Imperial Guard, like the little like Imperial people that like. Um, like yeah, the I don't know, generals, yeah, the little generals, yeah, that. bro. They was hilarious, bro. They was because the whole thing was they did a really good job acting, like because you know, Imperials they're supposed to be mean and all this stuff. And so, when you first get on, you're like captured by the Imperials, and like they how the, the ship opens, and one of them walk in, and you look in the background, you see the stormtroopers, one of them walk in, like blah 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 blah, get out. And when they all we're all like, damn, all right, yeah, and then we get out. And then they put us in lines like we're prisoners. And then this one, this little girl was like touching. Remember when uh, the clones, I mean, I'm sorry, the droids like stick their thing out and they put it into the thing to try to change, you know. Right, that's not crazy uh, as hell, but yeah. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know I mean? if you know what he's talking about, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It is yeah, crazy. Some, still. Some, some droids take their thing out and put it in the thing. <laughs> Bro, you always got <laughs> messed up. But yeah, anyways, a kid was messing with one of those. And one of them was like, hey, stop doing Like, what the, what are you doing? And, like, the little girl yeah. was, like, scared. And, yeah, like, they were cool. And then when you got rescued by the Rebellion, they was all nice. It was like, hey, guys, come on. Come on down. Hop in our ship. We're trying to get at it. Blah, blah, blah. They did a really good job of, like, acting out everything there as well. You could tell they all took it pretty serious. Yeah. I, we had we had one of the clone troopers uh, say something to both our kids. Like, it was, like, two clone troopers. And then what's the one in, like, an all-black? With the they got a helmet on too. Oh yeah, those are like the special. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so it was two of those walking, and then it was one of those guys, and both our kids were in the way, and there was like a little BB-8 around them, and then they was like, "Hey, what is that droid doing?" And he's like, "Who lives next to those droids?" And so our kids and both our kids like, "Who me?" And so they said something, and then like they was like, "Get out the way!" And like we just walked past them and everything. Right. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, I definitely say it's pretty cool to see them. Yeah, I feel like that would be the best jobs to have. If you're if you're gonna work at that part, like I feel like that would be the, you'd be hot as fuck. But like, otherwise, you get to just say whatever to anybody. That's cool. Yeah, agree. Well, it'd be uh, real difficult to not use profanity at those kids. Oh yeah, <laughs> get your ass. Like, get the fuck out the way. Like, <laughs> he, gonna be, he gonna be straight on world star he gonna be on social media he gonna be everywhere just like that fucking uh that little uh the other one you know what I'm did y'all see the video you know what i'm trying to say no um, no was it woody was it woody one of the characters was like oh hugging, hu- hugging all the kids and they oh, didn't hug the black, black kids oh yeah that's just racist yeah we yeah. can't have that yeah no so, no, I'm just saying yeah, it'd be viral just like that. No, nah, yeah, the right. kids out. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, if you did that, well, I guess, the, eh, never mind. I said, depending on who you're cussing out, you can't be called racist if you're cussing out everybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah like, you just get regular old fire. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. All right. Well, um, Brandon's out here doing big things. We love that. I appreciate um, it. Appreciate it. So for today, as I'm sure you read in the title of the episode, we will be reviewing uh, the latest cinematic adventure from uh, 
Warner Brothers in DC, uh, Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam. Uh, Jordan, please run the spoiler warning for us. Listen to these words, for they may determine your next course of action. This is your official name brand League of Melanated Gentlemen spoiler warning. We are issuing this spoiler warning not only for the piece of media or content that is in the title of this episode, but also for the world or the universe in which that piece of media or content exists. If you are not caught up I would highly recommend you pause my voice, you catch yourself up, and then you join us once again. If you are all the way caught up and or if spoilers do not offend you, please enjoy. So, you have been warned. We gonna talk about it. Yes, sir. So, first, we'll open up with a synopsis. Um, I will pretty much read through what happened in my own words and then uh we'll talk about some of the people that we meet and then we will talk about some of the things we noticed and how we felt about the movie so um brandon and i both saw this movie today so it's uh it's fresh we have not had like a bunch of time to think about it so we are giving you knee-jerk reactions yep, today instant yep. yeah so um just know that going in so <clears throat> we begin in the ancient times where we have enslaved people working in the fictional land of Kondok. they are under the ruler of a tyrant king forcing them to mine eternium uh, a precious material with magical properties that is specific to Kondok that will be used to create the crown of Sabak, which is said to bestow great power upon whoever wears it. A young enslaved child attempts to go against the tyrant, and right before he is killed for his transgressions, he is given the powers of Shazam and, uh, you know, the you know, the wizard council. Um, if mm-hmm. you've seen the first Shazam movie, which there are some callbacks to, which is oh, oh, sorry, Jordan, have you seen Shazam? Yeah, I've seen Shazam. Okay, that may help. Good, 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 good. Okay, so then some of this will some of this will make sense to you, right? Uh, so um, the Wizard Council deems him worthy. Uh, we are told that a great battle ensues, and Kondok's new champion emerges victorious, ending the tyrannical reign. Uh, we are then brought to today times, and Kondok is now being occupied by Intergang, which is essentially a highly organized crime syndicate with alien technology. Um, we then meet Adriana. Adriana? Adriana. I'm going to go with Adriana. I think, I think that's right. I think that's yeah. right. I'm going to go with Adriana. That feels right. Um, a wanted fugitive and archaeologist looking for the crown of Sabak. Uh, she has with her her brother and two of her colleagues, Samir and Ishmael. Adriana finds the crown, but is attacked by Intergang. Adriana reads a summoning jutsu and brings forth Kondok's champion, Teth Adam. Uh, Jordan, for you, I threw in some Naruto references. So yeah, I got that. I got that one. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be a few, uh, and those those are just for you. So uh, appreciate um, it. <clears throat> 
He lays waste to the intergang goons, but he is hit with some eternium and knocked unconscious. Amanda Waller, who we've seen before in this world, uh, gets wind of the situation and calls Hawkman, who assembles the Justice Society of America. Uh, this iteration consists of Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher. Uh, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, their goal is to take Black Adam into custody, of course. Uh, he wakes up in the bedroom of Amon, Adriana's teenage son, and this movie's superhero enthusiast. Because, you know, now every movie has a young superhero enthusiast who goes over like, these are the superhero things. So he goes over with Black Adam, what he will need in order to be a superhero, but Black Adam denies being a hero and leaves. Amon causes a stir with the intergang goons occupying the immediate vicinity, and Black Adam subsequently springs into action to stop them, which means laying more waste. Uh, the JSA, Justice Society of America, who I will now be referring to as the JSA moving forward, arrives in Kondok and begins fighting with Black Adam. Dr. Fate puts him in a brief genjutsu, and Hawkman is trying his best, but Black Adam is, is just too much. Like, it's... Ugh, he's he's too much for him. Uh, Dr. Fate senses that Adriana has the crown of Sabacc, but Hawkman gives him the we need to do uh, one game at a time notion. Um, so the people of Kondok are not happy that the JSA is fighting against their champion, and Adriana questions why they're only just now arriving since they've been dealing with intergang's intrusion for decades. Hawkman explains that Black Adam is not the champion of legend, but instead he is a bedlamite who killed the wizard council, and the last remaining wizard uh, used a sealing jutsu to put him away. Ishmael shows up at the house where Amon has the crown. He reveals that he is dastardly. He shoots Kareem, who is um, Adriana's brother, uh, and chases Amon. Adriana and the JSA are trying to convince Black Adam to surrender when Amon calls Adriana to let him know that to let her know that he is in danger. Uh, she asks Black Adam for help, and he immediately makes his way to save Amon. Unfortunately, Ishmael is able to successfully kidnap him. Hawkman is able to capture two intergang goons, and Black Adam uses highly effective interrogation techniques to get them to reveal the location of the intergang hideout. Hawkman is pissed about how Black Adam handled the situation, uh, so they start fighting, and Hawkman is just getting his ass beat. But through their fight, it is shown where Amon hid the crown. They plan to trade the crown for Amon and decide to work together. Dr. Fate tells Hawkman that he's been having visions that Hawkman dies. Uh, they arrive and Ishmael says to give up the crown or uh, he's going to kill the boy. Adriana is immediately like, yes, here's the crown because I can't have you killing my son. And you know, it looks like Ishmael is not going to hold up his end of the bargain. He reveals that he is the last descendant of the aforementioned tyrannical king, and he will use the crown to take his rightful place. He then uh, shoots Amon and starts putting on the crown. Black Adam springs into action. He loses control and blows the whole shit up. But luckily, Dr. Fate and Hawkman were able to make sure that Amon and Adriana were not hurt and they were kept safe, but Ishmael dies immediately. 
Black Adam flees and Hawkman finds him. Black Adam then opens up story time to let Hawkman know that it was really his son who was the chosen champion. Knowing that they couldn't hurt the son after, you know, transforming, uh, the king started targeting uh, Black Adam's son's family. So Black Adam was wounded and his son gave him his power so that he could save his life. But while his son was without power, an archer shot him down. So, of course, furious, Black Adam got his revenge by slaughtering all of the king's men. The wizard council deemed him unworthy and used the sealing jutsu. That is when we see that Black Adam is the one who killed <coughs> all of the wizard council and that is why in the Shazam movie, uh, Jimon Hansu is the only one. So, uh, you know, a little call back there. Because uh, mm -hmm. in if you watched the Shazam movie, then you probably remember Billy saying, uh, there are a whole lot of empty seats in here. <laughs> and uh, the wizard was like, uh, how about you mind your fucking business? <laughs> but... Um, Black Adam doesn't feel worthy to be Kondok's champion, so he says Shazam to relinquish his powers, and he is sent to an underwater prison, because you can't say Shazam if you're underwater. Uh, Dr. Fate is still seeing visions of Hawkman dying. We later find out that Ishmael wanted to be killed so that he could be reborn as Sabak to take his throne, because they kept reading an inscription that was in the crown, but they weren't reading it correctly, so that reveals itself. Uh, the JSA arrives to fight him, and um, he raises an army of CGI undead. Adriana is fighting them, and Amon is able to rally the citizens to help fight these CGI undead. Uh, Dr. Fate creates a magical dome so that he can fight Sabak alone because he figures the only way Hawkman doesn't die is if he sacrifices himself. Uh, while fighting Sabak, uh, Dr. Fate astral projects to release Black Adam because he knows that he's the only one that can handle this. Black Adam is able to escape, get his powers back. Dr. Fate dies. The rest of the JSA tries to, you know, get in there and fight Sabak, but they're out there getting murked. But Black Adam shows up right on time. Black Adam is starting to lose the fight, but then Hawkman picks up the Helmet of Fate and he does a Shadow Clone Jutsu because Dr. Fate taught him how to do that. And that is all Black Adam needed to split Sabak's wig. And if you saw the movie, Literally. you know yeah. how that went. <laughs> um, so uh, Black Adam sits on the throne and he's like, eh, this doesn't feel right. And decides that he won't be a hero. He won't be a king. He won't be a ruler. He will be a protector credits mid-credits scene mm. Mm. amanda waller sends a drone to talk to black adam and she basically says kondok is your prison now if you leave i will open the gates of hell and send everyone after you and black adam was like no one on earth can hang with me and Amanda Waller said, oh, I can call in a favor and call somebody who's not from Earth. And, Black, and Black Adam said, do it. <laughs> Send them. And Amanda Waller was like, all right, please hold. And we see step out of the smoke and rubble of the destruction of the drone, Henry Cavill's Superman 
Yes, and sir. not only do we see Henry Cavill Superman, but he's even got the little curl in the front. Oh, they put the curl. They put the curl. They right gave there him the curl. Oh, that's legit. And uh, he basically says, uh, "Hello, we should talk." Yeah. It's, it's been a minute since uh, I've looked at somebody who can hang with me. Right. We should we should have a little discussion. Credits. So outstanding. Outstanding. As I said before, uh, we have a few people to talk about. So now I'm going to say that we have entered officially a teaching moment. There are going to be several people that we discuss. I'm going to first talk about Black Adam a little bit. We're going to do our best to keep these teaching moments uh, tight so you can do more research if you want to. But uh, we don't want to, you know, be sitting here for four hours because we could, but we probably shouldn't. So <laughs> I would say and I will say these will be teaching moments for me because I legit have no idea who any of these characters are. I know who Black Adam is, but I don't know the difference between him and Shazam. So I'm definitely looking forward to these. Well, good. So um, in the comic books, Black Adam has several different uh origin stories and iterations so i'm going to go with the new 52 version because as far as i can tell the new 52 version is kind of what they used as a base for this right um so it's a very similar situation to the movie where there's a lot of oppression and there is a young boy who is deemed worthy by the wizard council but black adam is the uncle of this young boy uh this young boy pretty much has like no family left and you know he's just out here struggling so the wizard council again they deem him worthy and um they give him the power of shazam his uncle uh he uh the young man who was deemed worthy was like, hey, um, can you give my uncle some power too? Like, that'd be great because uh, he's also oppressed and he's my only family and I love him. And the wizard council was like, yeah, you can you can give your powers out. Like, you can share your power with your family. So uh, do that. So he shares his power. And long story short, the uncle figures, hey, we we need to we need to get some things done and the boy's like yeah but we should do it peacefully and he's like mm, i don't think that's gonna work for me so the uncle kills the boy and takes all the power for himself and Damn. that's that is how we get <laughs> black adam so uh black adam is very much um a character who lives by the wish creed uh he wishes a motherfucker would. <laughs> <laughs> and Black Adam is considered an anti-hero because he is not a hero, but he's not a villain. He is very much for his own interests. So I thought he was a villain. That's crazy. Well, he was for a long time, but like the most recent iteration of him is not a villain. Okay. He's, he's an anti-hero because again, he will go against whoever's against him. So if you're coming after Kondok, regardless of who you are, those hands are rated E for everyone. <laughs> uh, like he like he does not play around. So 
if, if you're coming for Kondok, he's coming for you. So if that means he needs to team up with the Justice League to handle something, he will. If that means he needs to team up with the crime syndicate or the Injustice League, the Legion of Doom, whomever he needs to be a part of, that's what we're going to do. If uh, Because who I will protect is my people. Um, now, his powers are magic-based uh, with Shazam, uh, previously known as Captain Marvel, but Shazam. Uh, his powers, uh, his Shazam is an acronym for several members of the Greek pantheon from whom his powers are derived. In Black Adam's case, it's a similar situation, but it is the Egyptian pantheon. So he has the stamina of Shu, the swiftness of Heru, the strength of Amon, the wisdom of Zahuti, the power of Atan and the courage of Mahen. I'm going to apologize for any pronunciations of any names or anybody that are terrible because yeah, people, in, people in Egypt are going crazy right now, Spencer. And I apologize. Uh, <laughs> there's there's going to be some of that today uh, right. because I some of these names. Uh, nah, I I wasn't I wasn't uh, I wasn't prepared for their pronunciations. So anyway. Uh, that is uh, Black Adam's situation. So they moved him from the Greek pantheon, which is, I mean, it was the same as Shazam. Like in his previous histories, uh, you know, he was the previous champion and Shazam, the wizard was like, uh, this dude is a problem. So like, but once you have the wizard lightning, you have it forever. You're connected to it. You can't undo that. So he will forever have that connection. And so that is the gist of Black Adam. Now, as for Sabak, um, <clears throat> Sabak is a similar acronym that is for six demons. So if you look at Sabak, he looks like the devil, like the way that we often represent the devil. Um, right. the, the first time I saw him, I was like, I thought we already knew who Trigon was. Yeah, I thought that was Trigon. Yeah, yeah uh, but he didn't have four eyes. So I was like, oh, it's probably not a Trigon. But he has an upside down star on his chest. So I was like, yep, that's the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and the six demons that his name acronyms, again, apologies for pronunciations. Uh, we have Satan. We have AIM. I think it's A-Y-M. Uh, we have uh, Belilil. We have Beelzebub. We have Asmodeus. And we have uh, Critaeus. 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 Man, word, <laughs> words is hard out here, huh? <laughs> These names, though, like, that's, uh, that's the issue. So, um, and, of course, in the comic book, uh, Sabak is a Shazam villain, mostly. But um, the long and short of it is, like, six demons have come together into one body. And that is what Sabak is. So, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Brandon to discuss some of the other people that we see in this movie. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, <clears throat> so, we have... Obviously, a big part of the movie is the Justice Society, uh, also known as JSA, Justice League of America. They're kind of the, they're the same thing. They just sometimes they take off of America. Sometimes they don't, you know, depending on 
uh, what time period they're in. So the Justice League of Society, the JSA, was created in 1940 uh, in the comics. And uh, one of the things they really say to differentiate itself from the Justice League is the Justice League is a strike force, right? It's a it's a tool to, they use every now and again. But the JSA is like a family, right? They stick together no matter what. Um, so like the Justice League is, a, you know, those are like the best of the best. Think of the Avengers, right? We're trying to get the best of the best at, the, at their peaks, Batman, Superman, Greenland, and all these other people. Uh, and some of those people have been in the Justice League, uh, the JSA, before in their lifetime. But the Justice League is like, let's get the best of the best. But the uh, JSA is more, you know, training based, more uh, mentors, more, you know, um, I don't want to say second tier, but that's essentially what they are. They're more second tier uh, in their family. They stick together. Um, the JSA was created again in 1940. So. They were the original origin story. They've kind of changed it a little bit, but the original origin story was Hitler um, got his hands on the staff of destiny. I believe it was called. And so Green Lantern and Flash uh, worked with the president, FDR at the time, to try to stop Hitler. They were defeated. Then um, they were defeated. But then uh, Dr. Fate found out that the the spear of destiny was used as you see in this movie anytime a, a, a mystical a relic or anything or weapon is used dr fate is usually aware of it so he also goes to investigate this they team up they uh they create the jsa and um the original members was flash green lantern dr fate adam smasher and then hogman so it's pretty close to what we have in this movie um, we've kind of already talked about the differences between JL and JSA. Um, let's just talk about a couple of the characters. So we have here, we have Hawkman, who are outstanding, uh, did an outstanding job with him. And this iteration is Carter Hall. As Spencer knows, Hawkman is a very um, complicated character, right? It's a very complicated history his his origin has been changed like six seven times. Yeah, I knew about, I knew about that. Yeah, yeah. So, kind of just the brief rundown. He's essentially it was a prince originally. He then got his hands on uh, nth metal from the Thanagarians, and him and Shira were then put under a spell or curse that then made them. Uh, essentially have to be reincarnated. They're reincarnated ever so often and they take over a new human's body. So right now, Hawkman is Carter Hall is what you see in the movie. So, um, so wait, so is yeah. the Hawkman, Hawkman is traditionally white. Like I'm, I'm looking at pictures of Hawkman now. Is he traditionally yeah. white or just traditionally every time he's reborn? Is, oh. okay. Yeah, he's traditionally white. I mean, I guess he comes from sort of kind of Egypt. So it's kind of... <sighs> I mean, I the the Hawkman that I knew of was from the planet Thanagar, and so the Thanagarians were just an alien race of people um, with the history that I'm aware of. But like, there are like Brandon said, like the Hawkman, the Hawk people have several different histories and origin stories. And I guess reincarnation, you can reincarnate into anything, right? And that's the tough part. Is like. The origin story, the main one I was used to was that, like, they come from, all of them come from Thanagarian, 
Thinnegarian. And they're all Thinnegarian. They're all, you know, him, Hawk Girl, all of them, right? Even in Justice League, uh, I think it was Unlimited or the first one at the end of Justice League, Thinnegarians try to take over Earth, right? Um, yeah, like it's it's similar to like what Omni-Man in uh, Invincible had going on. Like they send a Hawk person to kind of like scout and see what the situation is do a yeah. little infiltration and then they send the squad to be like all right this planet is uh it's ours now right okay right. and in this one at least in the new age era they made it to where there was a prince in egypt he then got in he then interacted with a thanagarian ship that landed uh got in touch with Inth metal and then the curse took took place um and then you have adam smasher um basically as a result of exposure to uncontrolled therium radiation, he can grow up to 28 feet tall. And this, I think in the movie, he is the nephew. Is he the nephew of the yeah. original Adam Smasher? Yeah, that, the yes. way they explained it. Okay, yeah. Uh, so this is kind of a new generation, kind of handed down the mantle to his nephew. Um, Cyclone, uh, another interesting character. So you may, Jordan, you may be familiar with uh, the Red Tornado. Um, yeah, I know Red Tornado. Okay, yeah. I remember from so, the TV show, the cartoon. Yeah, he's been a lot of a lot of versions of the cartoons. And Red Tornado uh, was great in Young Justice. He yeah. really was. He really that, was. that episode. Oh, I was not. I, I was like, oh, they're in danger. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah, Red I'm Tornado. Yeah, Red Tornado was pretty good. Pretty much every iteration, but he definitely got highlighted in uh, Young Justice. But Cyclone is the granddaughter of Red Tornado. Um, in the comics, she is kidnapped. She like in the comics, she follows her her grand uh, her grandpa Red Tornado and kind of really looks up to the other members of the JSA. And uh, in the comics, at six years old, she's kidnapped by scientists who created the second version of the Red Tornado, and he sort of has. Uh, um, he sort of has uh, nanobites take infect her. And then that kind of gives her her powers. Um, in the movie, it's I think she said 15. At 15 years old, she was kidnapped. So they kind of changed that a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, overall, she just has wind manipulation. Um, can really pretty much use the wind in any, any way she wants. Uh, similar to Red Tornado. Uh, she's just in a human form. She's not an android, sort of like Red Tornado was. Okay. Um, and then lastly, Dr. Fate. Obviously, we talked about him in our episode where I annihilated Jordan. Uh, Bro, yeah, you didn't even have to throw that in there. That was, that was crazy. You didn't have to throw <laughs> that in, the, in there. <laughs> in the DC versus Marvel character episode, you guys can check that one out. You just want to, uh, you guys just want to, you know, see how it's a really form an argument and executed and all <laughs> that thing. But uh, I'll touch a little briefly on that. If you guys want more details, you can check that one out. But basically, it's Dr. Fate is Kent Nelson. That's the current host of Naboo. Uh, that's the current person who is holding the helmet of fate. Um, Dr. Fate is just, I think, basically think Dr. Strange just on steroids, essentially. Um, and yeah, Dr. Fate is an amazing character. He pretty is a, like God level sorcerer um, in vulnerability. It's one of his powers, but we'll, we'll touch on that later. Um, and yeah, so that is the kind of the, um, 
the rundown of what the JSA is, how it was created. It was created in the golden age of comics, so like the 40s, as we talked about. And so it's a really old, really, really when you see it, usually you'll see the kind of the the um, the artistry and everything um, kind of drawn in a very older style just because that's when it was created. And that's kind of more of the, you know, what it what it holds on to the golden age. And this has been a teaching moment. So, uh, Brandon, what I, I I'm going to jump straight into that. What were your thoughts on Dr. Fate's portrayal? I thought overall, I loved it, to be honest. Um, and we'll kind of touch on some other things, but one of my favorites was I really love Dr. Fate in this portrayal. I thought, um, is it Pierce Bronson? Pierce Bronson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bronson. Outstanding person, outstanding selection for Dr. Fate. Like, he just looks like a Dr. Fate. Um, I thought they did a little funky things with the helmet. I wish we wouldn't have done. And maybe they kind of cleaned it up in the end, but that was our, after already the, you know, incident happened, but it's not a huge change, but I thought the, the voice uh, manipulation was great. I thought the way he used his powers was cool. Um, obviously I have an issue with his ultimate uh, demise, but yeah. Uh, other than that, I thought he was great. Okay. I yeah, like I thought that the acting and the portrayal was good, but I agree. Um I don't really I uh, Dr. Fate got nerfed. And there are a lot of times when I think that DC feels the need to do that because in the comic books these characters are just stupid as yeah. far as like how powerful they are. Right. And I think that this is a situation where they had to bring him down in order to give the movie stakes much right. like uh in the animated uh in the justice league animated uh series uh they had to nerf martian manhunter to create yeah. stakes because martian manhunter could have ended a lot of episodes real quick right right was able to do what he can do right and if we had dr fate with like his whole book oh this movie wouldn't have taken very long yeah. So did they not, did they not give him his full uh, his full book? Nah. Uh, there was like he was basically casting illusions. Like that's yeah. what he spent most of the movie doing. Ah, uh, yeah. That's not like they really nerfed him. Yeah. Yeah, because like, but Doctor Fate is like he can do everything. Like right. in a in a fight, if we're talking comic book versus comic book, uh, Doctor Fate would uh, take Doctor Strange's lunch money. Yeah. And so the, the fact, like Brandon put it like it is, he's a God tier magic user. Like anybody who's in the magical world, they often go to Dr. Fate if they need anything or have any questions. Like Dr. Literally, Fate, yeah. like he's, he's the top resource for yeah. all magic users across the board. Like Dr. Fate is too much. And I also, so again, I, I think that, uh, Pierce Brosnan's acting was good and he portrayed the character well. One of the things that I wasn't clear on was his connection to the helmet and how necessary it was because it felt like he would take it off and still be Dr. Fate. I, yeah, I, I have and kind of my overall issue 
with the movie was I feel like we cheapened the history of the JSA, cheapened the history of these like critical characters to then hype up Black Adam, right? Like, so we we got no no we got like a, a couple sentences from from Kent speaking about his relationship to the helmet, but he really didn't talk about him being a host, him literally, you know, it being taking over his life, like him kind of being a prisoner of it. And Cyclone talks about it a little bit, right? And I think I, honestly, I thought they did a really good job with giving you a brief history of Adam Smasher, a brief history of Cyclone. Yeah. Um, I, but, I like that they put those in. And I think that they had to do that because, hey, this movie was not very long. It was like, yeah, it, I think it, like, if you don't include credits, it was under two hours, I think. Yeah. I think the official was like two, under two, it was very close to two. That's and surprising. Then, yeah, like well, said, either way, that's very surprising for like a superhero movie. Yeah. This and, day and age. And it did, right. It covered a lot, but it did. It there was a lot of stuff that was left on the table, but I think that was by design because they couldn't overload it. This is an origin story, so right. they had to keep it kind of tight. And I think that it can be difficult to introduce multiple characters in an origin story because there's a lot that you can't do there. And I'll say Black Adam has a complicated, that was a complicated origin story. Like that was yeah, a. So, so tell me, tell me kind of the difference between what they did with the movie and kind of versus the actual origin story of the character. So I guess let's start at the beginning. Like how did they introduce them? So they led, so in the beginning, they lead you to believe that the child that we see is the Black Adam them. that we see yeah. because as uh, I said in the actual origin story, the child is chosen and his uncle piggybacks off of that and then ends up taking the powers. In this situation, the child was chosen, his family was attacked, so he gives his dad the powers so that his dad can live. Like his dad wasn't a malicious or bad person as far as we knew. It was just a boy trying to save his father because his father was mortally wounded. And so he gives him his powers, and while he has the powers, the son gets shot with an arrow and dies. So okay. now Black Adam is, like, stuck with these powers. Mm-hmm. But he didn't ask for them. His son was the one who was chosen, and then uh, he gives his powers to his father willingly. like that. Right. So they make Black Adam far less malicious and terrible in this movie than in the comic books yeah see i I always knew black adam would be like a villain like a ruthless character like that's all that's the only way i knew about mind you that's not a lot i knew and if you had if you didn't know anything about black adam then the opening like got you like you it, it did exactly what it should have done for somebody who doesn't know what's going on they lead you to believe that the boy is who we see and they lead you to believe that he was heroic and that he was a champion and that he you know did the stuff he said he was going to do um but we later find out nah because in the in the like flashback they show the tyrannical king putting on the crown and then they cut to the uh the structure just exploding and Black Adam won the fight. But 
whenever Black Adam is telling the story, we see that the king did not get the crown on. Black Adam just went in there and fucked it all up for everybody. Yeah, right. And then that's when we see the wizards uh, do the sealing jutsu. Right. So the main difference is that he's not as terrible a person as far okay. as how he obtained his powers. But they did do a lot of callbacks to certain things. So I think the reason that Amon's uncle was in the movie was because in the original, Black Adam was the uncle of the boy. And we see um, a boy, the Adriana's son, Amon, in the movie kind of as a surrogate now um one of the things that i like while i'm thinking about it one of the things that i love that they did if any of you have seen the show young rock then you everybody in there yeah you would appreciate the fact that the actor who plays the rock as an adult as he's like early in his wwe career he plays the adult version of the rock's son when he shazams himself oh that's pretty cool they connected it back huh yeah and i was like i am so glad they did that like i will say rock also uh his um stunt double is also in the movie like as a character i don't say like character but he's like an extra um so rock is big on that like his production company's seven dollars seven bucks productions or whatever he pretty much always keeps if he likes you he's gonna put you kind of like adam sandler like if he likes you he's gonna put you in everything yeah and, uh, like, that was a good touch though yeah putting them on like and i i just i love the fact that the guy who plays a younger version of the rock in another show plays the adult version of his son in this show like right. i i yeah i love it um and it and it's real brief and you no, have to is. know that that's him. Right, right. Yeah, so like the, the moment I saw him, I was like, oh, Young Rock, okay. So Spencer, what was your overall thoughts on the movie? I enjoyed it. Um, I think that they did a very good job of demonstrating that he is not a, like, he is an anti-hero. Almost a villain, but he's an anti-hero. Like, he was cooking people. So good. I think that they did a really good job of also demonstrating the range of his powers, because one thing that we don't see a lot of in movies is characters who have super abilities. We don't really get to see the range of that. And so I really like that we were able to see him like moving at super speed because Mm -hmm. We know he has super speed, but that's not something you associate with him. Right, right. Um, The way he was killing people was stupid. There was a guy, he grabbed him by his arm, and he threw the man so hard that he was still holding his severed arm. Yeah, yeah. Like that was crazy. He was killing people. Oh, like the first first dude he killed, he cooked him from the inside out. Like, wasn't a movie rated. I think PG-13. Yeah, it was not R. So there wasn't a lot of blood. Okay. But he was killing people. Yeah, it was he he got a pretty high body count. He up yeah. in the 30, 40s. Like he he killed a lot of people. Yeah. And uh it was great. But yeah, like so there's a pretty good amount of violence, but like even when the uncle gets shot, like you don't see any blood. 
Yeah, you barely. It's it's a bear. It's like back of the back of the screen, and you're kind of focused on Amon like running away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because yeah. it's like you, you got shot in the stomach. You should be bleeding. Now, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was your th- what was your thoughts, Brandon? Overall, I thought. So when I left, I was struggling. So I was like, the nerd in me, average. The casual, if I'm thinking just casual, I had a good time. I had a really good time. Like I enjoyed it. I think um, I'm I think I'm in that same boat. Like yeah. the the person who knows things, yeah, is like, mm, they left a lot on the table. There's some things they could have done better. There are some things they could have explained. There are some things that, yeah, didn't really. But as a moviegoer, I yeah. loved it. Right. I had a good time. I think for me, I, I basically had to come down to this movie was a essentially I wrote this was made by casuals for casuals. Essentially, this was made by the, the Rock is a producer on this. This is his production company. Like he was he had all his fingers throughout this entire thing. The Rock is not a, a nerd like he might say he is. He's not. The Rock is more of a casual, right? He he loves the Supermans, the Batmans. He loves those guys. He don't give a shit about Hawkman. He don't give a shit about, you know, <laughs> the Young Justice or any of these other, like, in, everybody, like, he's a busy guy. That wasn't his era. We get it. Um, but you can tell this was a casual superhero movie, right? You Like Spencer said, you had the the little kid who who's super into superheroes. So he has to teach the superhero how to be a superhero. Like the, that whole trope was done. The whole like, oh, we don't What should we call you? And then they're like, and then he looks like stern into the, the stern into the oh, camera. And then scenes. it goes, boom, black. Yeah, Adam comes yeah, across credits, the thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, bro. Yeah, like, there were, so I, can, I ain't gonna lie. I low-key kind of hate when they do that in movies. Bro, I hate it when they do that. That's such yeah. a casual thing. That's such a, oh, that was cool. Like, that was such a casual thing. And, like, yeah, for me, it was made by casual and for casuals, which is nothing wrong with that. Zero wrong with that. But I, for me, my favorite part of the movie, I, and I said, remember when we, I, I remember when we talked about Black Adam, I forgot what pocket episode that was. I think we, was about the, we were talking about the trailer, the first trailers. I was like, I don't give a damn about Black Adam, but I care about the JSA. And I believe that was true. The best part of the movie was the JSA. Like, they were the most interesting to me. I thought The Rock did a solid job, but I thought the most interesting part of the movie was the JSA. Like, Adam Smasher was great. He was funny. Uh, he probably could have been in the movie more. Cyclone was, yeah, she was cool. She was all right, whatever. Um, I, I, I wish we would have got a... Uh, I wish we would have got Hawkman going, hey, bro, I've been around for... Because Hawkman been around for years. So I wish Hawkman would have been like... like I wish they had beef like back in the day. like Because they were around the same area. It's not like... You know what I mean? So it's just... I wish we would have got more backstory of Hawkman and Dr. Fate. like Because their friendship was for real. And then when one had to... When Dr. Fate was like, I know I said, you know, I saw you dying, but I'll, there was also a third option. And I'm going to go for that third option, which is essentially I die and you stay alive. And he made a barrier to where Doc, or to where Hawkman couldn't get into the building where Black Adam was or where the uh, Sabak was, was to eventually to essentially save them from dying. 
um, so he could sacrifice himself. So, so that means it sounds like the mantle of um, Doctor Fate is going to be passed on to someone else in whatever else movie he he comes up in. So here's oh, no. the issue: uh, in the movie, the helmet like fades away. Yeah. <gasps> what? Disintegrates. Yeah. Stupid. I what? I took issue with that because I was like, uh, oh yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, a casual, bro, a casual. Think all this shit is casual. The the part where uh, Hawkman uses the helmet to then to do a shadow clone jutsu. Yeah, yeah, like no, that makes no sense. Like Like, zero, he didn't even put it on. I was like, he was just holding it. Fucking sense, bro. I was pissed. Uh, Even even I know like. The helmet doesn't work with it. It doesn't just disappear, and you can't just yeah. pick up the helmet and know how yeah. to use it. The, yes. the helmet got to want willingly let you yes. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, bro. That was that was the the part of me that's like the the one who knows things. I was like, this is such bullshit. Yes, but again, the movie goer in me enjoyed the movie, but the the one the person in me who knows the history and who knows these characters and who loves these characters as they are. Uh, I had a problem with certain things that happened. And Brandon, um, I really like what you said there because I think that, you know, somebody posted 20 years ago, The Rock should play Black Adam in a movie. And then The Rock was like, let me add that to my list. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he added it to his list. And he may have, you know, watched a YouTube video or two about Black Adam. (laughs) And uh, he was like, all right, let's make a movie. Well, yeah. that's one of the things I was going to ask you, because I always thought The Rock was passionate about this character, kind of like how Ryan Reynolds was to Deadpool. And I think he might be, but again, and it could be, it could be pro- uh, pro- uh, production studio interference, for all we know, because we know that Warner Brothers has a habit of putting their fingers in stuff. That's true. And again, this was not a bad movie. I just think that it poorly represented certain comic book aspects. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. But um, I think that The Rock may have become passionate about this character. And I will say, I feel like this was a passion project for him. But I agree with Brandon. This was somebody who either was not familiar with the history or who chose to blatantly disregard the history right even <laughs> even down to the having no accent everybody Wait, else what do, you mean, the, what do you mean like everyone else in that country has an accent the rock has no accent and i think that's because the rock can't do accents and i've said that for years <laughs> like i agree like i i wanted the rock to have an accent and, and and this is not the only case where I've wanted him to have an accent. I've wanted right. him to have an accent in several things, and he just didn't because that's not his thing. And I'm like, you know what? I think we're just going to have to accept that he's just going to be the only person without one. But my thing is like, bro, in the beginning of the movie, the whole movie is spoken in their language, right? Yeah. And then he awakes as Black Adam. My man talking like fucking... <laughs> like grammarly, my man is talking perfect English, phonetically and, correct. And I will yeah. say, like, I will say, I thought it was funny. Like when he emerged, the first thing he said was in, I assume, Egyptian. Yeah. Uh, like they, they, yeah, they had to subtitle him for when he first appeared. So that's yeah. uh. Now, I will say, I am under the impression that. The reason 
they can lean on for him knowing English is one of the gods that he has in him. Because with Shazam, that that knowledge of Solomon, like that, that takes him a long way. Like there's a lot of shit that he just has because of that. So um, I think it's knowledge of Solomon, um, wisdom of Solomon. Uh, that yeah, wisdom of yeah. Solomon, it it carries him through a bunch of shit, and it plot armors its way to make Shazam a fucking problem. Like right. it it it's one of those things where like he can just magically know shit because of it, and like right. figure things out instantly. Um, because I know like Thor has I think what's called the all tongue, so I think he just talks and you just hear it in your language. That makes sense. So yeah. kind of like a um peter quill he has like that chip in him oh yeah where he can understand multiple languages yeah so i yeah. i'm under the impression that one of the gods that inhabits or that is one of the deities that is a part of black adam's pantheon is the reason he was able to just know english because yeah. when you have the wisdom of insert god here you just get shit. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being the case, I was pretty okay. But every iteration of him that I have seen has the accent. Right. And again, I think the only reason he didn't is because The Rock isn't comfortable doing accents. Yeah. I, I guess let me ask you how do y'all feel about because every time I've seen Shazam, not Shazam, every time I've seen Black Adam, he's always had like the widow speak. Um, did y'all mind kind of like this? Oh, and also, did he have the pointed ears? I think in the trailer he had pointed His ears. His right? ears were like they wanted to be pointy sometimes. Yeah, they were. They were. They were not like they were not elf ears. Like they were yeah. not. Uh, like I, I don't know if they were inconsistent or if I just like tried to see it. Yeah, I, I thought they were normal personally, but but they okay. were. They were yeah, because I know that's like I don't think it looked like he got the pointy ears and he got like the widow's peak. Um, yeah. So did it make Bro. a difference for y'all versus seeing the rock ball versus not Widow's piece? I'm actually pretty okay with it because I have seen bad wigs and I I would prefer him bald versus him having like a shitty widow's peak. Yeah. Yeah, it was I did want him to have pointy ears though. Same. It, honestly, I'll be honest. Again, uh he was the worst. I gonna say he's the worst part of the movie because that makes it sound like it was a bad movie. He was the part of the movie I had to just go, all right, this is, is what it is. I can't get past that you're the rock. Like, I just can't get past it. <laughs> like, when you're talking, I'm thinking of Dwayne Johnson and the rock. So I'm just going to move past that and try to enjoy the rest of it. And it was enjoyable, very much so. But, yeah, the, I, I, I agree, though. Like, I, I just don't think when you're done with the rock, it's like you can't do too much different because then you start to look a little silly. So. Yeah, I thought I think like Spencer said, I think the ears should have been a thing, but other than that, I'm I'm okay with it. Um what Spencer, what was like your other critiques for the movie? Um, I you know, I love a callback, I love a reference, I love whenever we uh point to other things. Um, I love all of the Easter eggs, like all mm. of that shit. Um one of my favorite things that just happened in the movie was they connected Peacemaker in 
What? Because, yeah, whenever they took him to the underwater prison, Harcourt from Peacemaker is who uh, they met up with. I knew she was from something. I just could not connect the dots. You're right. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's that shit I like. Yeah. Oh, so cool. I forgot about that. Let me ask y'all. I don't, because I don't think I realized. How did they, did they do a time skip in the movie? Because isn't Black Adam in ancient Egypt? So JSA is kind of up to date. Well, not up to date, but up to date so, to the 40s. I guess the... I'm assuming that they just did, like, they just moved things over. So, like, how Batman is usually in whatever year it actually is. Like, they don't say this Batman movie takes place in the 60s. Like, whatever time it is, is just where they place people oftentimes. And I think that this was very much a in today's world. Now, the flashbacks for Black Adam were 2600 B.C., or yeah. whatever. So Black Adam's origins take place in ancient Egypt. Okay, but, but he got locked up like yes, the, he got locked up. Okay. Yeah, the wizards yeah. do the sealing jutsu, and then uh Adriana does the summoning jutsu because she's about to like the intergang is about to kill her, and so they're in the shrine and they she just starts reading the floor and he uh pops up, they start shooting guns at him, and he's like, ha. And then just and that's what we see in a trailer, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think that with the JSA, it's it's a like they just moved it to to like all of it is just taking place today. So then how how I guess would it be a critique? Like how how do they explain them calling the Justice League the Justice Society versus calling in the Justice League? They're two different groups. Just explain so it. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like so in the movie, like if the, and oh, actually, which here's was the thing. First, I don't, I don't know that the Justice League exists technically, because all the people got together, but like we see Batman kind of saying like, "Hey, we should, we should, we should make a group. Like, we should, we should do something with this. We should, we should probably like be ready for stuff." So I don't know if the Justice League officially exists in this universe. Because they were working toward that, like that's what they were building to, like that's what was happening, but it's still very much in the process. I think that the Justice Society has existed this whole time. Okay, and, yeah, that's what I was asking, because that's, I feel like Marvel's going to come into that same situation once they bring in a Fantastic Four and X-Men and all this, it's like, well, how come we just didn't call in the Avengers? Yeah. So, because and it, yeah, like we see the Avengers be created, like we we watch that happen, and the Justice League kind of like, they poorly, but did the same thing. Like we watch them pre being the Justice League, just okay. kind of like working together toward a common goal, and then eventually they're like, "Hey, we should do something here." But the Justice Society, I think, has always existed, and the reason we probably okay. didn't know about it is because if they're working for amanda waller she's in the shadows like amanda waller is the face of the... so she has the jsa and the suicide squad yeah she she all, all she's she's the face of the shadows yeah that's like, crazy okay. it's one of the, like she's the person who does all the shit that the president doesn't know about so he has plausible deniability Okay. I I will say I had an issue with Waller being involved only because it's kind of the opposite of what 
Justice League of Society is, right? Like, it's yes. very noble, very upstanding. Like, they're not a government Yeah, they're not like, let's go work for. Yeah, they're not they a don't take in the shadows. Yeah, exactly. They don't, they're not in the shadows. They're very much out and about, you know, trying to help. They, they don't necessarily handle cosmic level stuff. That's Justice League stuff. They definitely handle, like, political. They take care of, I read in one where it's basically they protect America's borders, do whatever they can to protect America's borders. And, um, do, and do what they can to maintain peace. Exactly. Uh, like in the large scale, but right. not, not like planetary, but exactly. like um, national and yeah. uh, earth geopolitics type stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, and I think that this is a situation where because it's Viola Davis, I think that Amanda Waller is more neutral than villainous. Yeah. And she's because it's very clear that she's the one running everything. Right. Like she's she's very up high. Like and normally she's up high, but she's up high on a shadowy level. But in this, she's up high, like she's like the president, and then Amanda Waller is like over whatever division she handles because it's very clear like when will smith in suicide squad was like oh i wasn't talking to you i was talking to your boss right yeah like it's it's very clear that violate because she's in everything she's in peacemaker she's in suicide squad she's in justice league she's in this like she's she's the nick fury for dc like she's sort of just a bad involved. guy. We're bad yeah, guy, bad and, and she's arguably got more power than Nick Fury, uh, because Nick Fury's just over Shield, but it's it feels like Amanda Waller's over all of it. Yeah, because I, I, I don't know, know if I mean Argus and Shield are comparable as far as like what they do, I guess. Um, but Argus has a lot of wings, like. Argus, yes, they have like a military and yes, they have uh, superhumans and all that, but they work in a lot of fields. I feel like you, I feel like you can't just throw in the word Argus and people are not going to know what you're talking about. I mean, Argus is essentially the CIA, uh, the CIA of this world. They do shady shit to make sure there's peace. Like they'll, they'll send the suicide squad out to murder a political leader that they think is about to uprise in Venezuela or something. Yeah. And just, and then they think that killing that person will cause peace, but it could cause other issues. But right, the like, reason they send the suicide squad is so that they don't have to take accountability because they can say, Oh, it was a bunch of villains who did it. That ain't got nothing to do with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so type stuff, yeah. It's, it's semi like shield in that it is, an organization who specializes in superhumans and shit. And they have like their own resources to accomplish a lot that, you know, regular groups wouldn't be able to deal with, but it's not like shield in that it's uh, got a lot of shady dealings. Yeah. yeah. They get the hands dirty. They get um, dirty. So, and, Spencer, uh, oh, I'm sad. I, I feel like I just got you off track. Brennan asked you about the critiques of the movie. Did you? Oh, did you have any other ones? Yeah. Um, 
I'm just kind of getting into like the small things that come to mind. Um, I don't know if I have expressed it on this podcast, but one of the things that I noticed in the DC Arrowverse shows was that all of the black women look like there's a type. And I couldn't help but notice that Cyclone is exactly what all of the other black women in the DC universe look like. And that is nothing against her by any means, but she looked exactly like all the rest of them. And I just am wondering why they have a type when it comes to casting. uh, Are you talking talking about like the lighter skinned black woman? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. I think we talked about that in a diversity episode. Yeah, I mentioned it about because remember I had the conversation about Storm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but in I mean, I again in Arrow, in Flash, in Legends of Tomorrow, in like in all of those shows, uh, like all of the black women fit into a box, and she fits into that exact same box. Like she would fit right into any of those <coughs> shows. I almost like I had to look at her to make sure she wasn't one of them from those shows. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So I'm looking at this character now. Did they basically make all the characters black? Uh they made Hawkman black and they made Cyclone black, but otherwise uh, um like Dr. Fate was still white. Oh, okay. All right. I was and Adam Smasher was white. And then all the other characters were Egyptian or you know, Middle Eastern adjacent. Right. Okay. Brendan, did you have any critiques? Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of touched on it, but more JSA backstory. Um, not. I, I'm only attributing that to the fact that it was Black Adam's movie. Like, that's the only reason that yeah. I'm. That's the only reason I. I'm not holding it against the movie because I agree. I want more of that. I would love to see the history that Hawkman and Dr. Fate have. I want to see previous iterations of the JSA because they called in these two new kids. And right. I'm like, so who was involved? Like what, what happened to everybody else? Like what's, right. what's the deal? I want to know why they are involved with Amanda Waller. Right, yeah, sure. Like there, there are some, there are some pieces that, like, I'm like, how did, how did we get here? Because this, this doesn't make sense. Um, because in the, I know why they involved Adam Smasher because in the comic book, whenever Black Adam is dealing with the JSA, he and Adam Smasher are friends, and he and Adam Smasher together were like, hey, fuck this, um, this does not align with what we're trying to do, so they like leave together like yeah so black adam and adam smasher are very good friends in the comic books uh d- depending on which ones you're reading of course um, um i know black adam does in a iteration black adam does join the just the jsa at some point yeah. um i we kind of talked about working with waller I, I really i really liked this version of hawkman like i really liked what they did with him i mean i know they you know, Tony starked him up a little bit, but I wasn't too mad about that just because it kind of makes sense. The guy, Carter Hall is an archaeologist, right? So he's going to be most likely more archaeologists are kind of well off. Um, and then to have this 
And I mean, he's reincarnated. He's going to know how to maneuver around the world if he's been reincarnated a few times. And so I thought the jet was dope. I thought just the insignias, like the old school OG uh, Thanagarian, uh, you know, uh, signal was dope. Uh, I thought the the look was amazing. Um, and, and he looks really good. And I like he that really he does. Was, I like that he was calling orders. Yeah, I, and I saw some people on the internet who were like, man, they made Hawkman the police. I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, he, dude was doing his job. That was the main reason why I don't like that he's working with Waller, because he was on some, like, yo, I, like, why are we killing what, Black Adam? Why are you just murdering everyone? Like, why can't we just have these people arrested? They, you know, serve their time, whatever. But we don't just need to just murder everyone. And we can get information from these people. Um, so I really enjoyed that. I thought, I thought they did a great job. I did have an issue with, uh, like we talked about, they kind of nerfed, uh, Dr. Faye. I thought they nerfed Hawkman too. The, his, his, his weapon, like his mace, I was about to ask his mace have it. literally is anti-magic. So if he's facing anyone who uses magic, he will beat their ass. So Black Adam, probably going to get Black Adam a little bit of that work. Like, I don't know who's going to win, but he ain't about to just toss Hawkman around like it's nothing when he uses his mace. Also, Dr. Fate uses magic as a like a shield against him, and he's hitting his mace. Uh, Hawkman's hitting it with the mace. I'm like, he's it's anti-magic. Nth Metal is anti-magic. That's the whole thing, beautiful thing about it. And he just is like, oh, I can't. So they basically took the anti-magic thing away, which is trash. I didn't know. Uh, that, I didn't know. I didn't know that was the mace. I thought it was just a regular mace. I know about no, the like, metal, but I didn't know what it did. Yeah, like it's anti-magic. Like it's anti-gravity. It's all these things. It's one of the most popular. It's, it's very vibranium-like. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah, exactly. It's from Thanagarius. It's it's a whole thing, and I, them taking that away again nerfed him. And, and I, I'm guessing, like, I guess his wings and stuff was. Like, do you think it was like techno organic, or do you think it was kind of like Thor, where he can just like summon his? I think it was. I think it was summon. I kind of wanted more. Uh, So when he jumped out the plane, like like on some Black Panther shit, I was hoping (laughs) that we would get like in that action sequence, we would get something to show because it it sounded like it's just a part of. Like I don't know. Because Thanagarians, I thought it was just a part of you. Yeah, like that's because that's the thing. Like Thanagarians just have wings. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like they they have wings that are like feathered. Yeah. And they um they just wear armor. Like they wear clothes. And I will say his clothes like in, like disintegrated, and then he just had his wings. So I'm assuming that's okay. But they are gold and they are metal. You know, so it's kind yeah, of hard to tell. That's why I wasn't sure if it was like techno organic and that like it's technology because it's metal, of, but it's like yeah. organic. So right. it's, it's him still, or right. it was like Thor where he could just like summon his shit whenever he needs it. Or yeah, I'm a lean techno organic, but you know they didn't really explain so, that. Was there any mention of um, like him not him not being the only Thanagarian? Nope. Like they, no... didn't, they didn't go into any Hawkman history at all. That that was annoying. It's like he's the captain. We don't talk about this man who's from a different planet, technically. 
who and that's if he's like we don't know what version of him we saw so we don't talk know about him being an archaeologist nothing yeah, like, like, we, we didn't get shit yeah so we, we don't know if he's the only hawk person we don't know if he was given this power if he was born with it we don't know if he's an alien or if he's a human we don't know if he's reincarnated uh, we don't even know Shira exists in the comics he's literally like focused on Shira like he has to find her in every life who's Shira gets, that's who hawk, hawk girl that's hawk girl okay. hawk woman yeah no hawk girl you're right yeah, hawk, hawk girl, girl. Hawk woman might be two different people i am not a hundred percent sure i know hawk girl is like the main you know the one yeah. Let's everyone go knows yeah. yeah and like they're like they're kind of like they got the curse at the same time so when they get reincarnated they're not necessarily together when they get reincarnated but they try to find each other so um, you know you know how in uh in hancock they're just okay, kind of that. drawn to each other yeah, yeah. in each Simple. life. Like yeah. they just they just come across each other naturally, usually. Yeah. And, like, and then I just, I just, they die and then they get reincarnated and then it starts. I over. just need a, a little little sentence about Sarah. Like that's all. Just throw a little throw, throw a little something out there for us. Like Hawk Girl low-key might be is more popular than Hawkman. Oh, abs- she absolutely is because of the show. Right. Like in it's, Justice League, she was great. Oh, and just quick sidebar i uh john was so hurt when he found out the shiera was a double agent oh yeah i know because (laughs) it's green lantern's job to protect this plant like this is his sector and you're telling me that i'm dating somebody who's trying to take the oh he was so hurt wait you're talking about justice league the cartoon yeah Oh, yeah. okay. I, was like, I was like, wait, what? They did that? I was like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I said okay, okay. sidebar. Okay, yeah. okay. But uh, that, yeah, like me and Larry were talking about that. Like, his, his feelings was hurt. Hurt. Boy. He dropped like, He dropped old girl for her. And for she's going to do him like that? Yeah, like that. Oh. A beautiful black prince, black queen. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, so, I just wish we got a little bit of something like that. Yeah, I was gonna ask y'all. So, I mean, we've been talking about the heroes the whole time. What did you guys think about the villain? Uh, the Ass. villain. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty standard uh, CGI uh, situation. The villain. What's his name again? Uh, Sabak. S a b b a c. We'll say this. He looked this. like try. Like he looked like the devil. He. That was to me. That struck as another casual. Probably The Rock was like, oh, I'm watching, you know. They probably was like, Trigon, here, here's a guy. Maybe we could go with that. He's like, uh, I don't, that's for another story, but let's just make Sabak look like this guy because he looks cool. I don't think that's what happened because I think that in the comic books, that's that's not far off from what Sabak I mean, looks yeah, like. Kind of like how he looks. Like, yeah, he he looks pretty much like that in the <laughs> comics. And I think that the reason they went with him, because Black Adam doesn't really have any villains because he himself isn't necessarily a hero. So I'm not surprised that they pulled a Shazam villain and used that for this movie because there wasn't really another choice. They couldn't use Savannah because A, he was in the Shazam movie, but also in the comic books, a lot of times Savannah is the one who releases Black Adam. Yeah. Um, in the like earlier versions. But um, 
I'm I I didn't I wasn't bothered by the villain. I like the twist that they kind of put in there. So the whole thing was um like uh something to the effect of the only way to die is to live. Um yeah. and then they were reading it backwards and it was actually the only way to live is to die. And I like that part. And yeah, like that that twist I I really did enjoy. So that kind of went into because what happened as far as how the villain got his powers um black adam shows up and he has pretty much a force field that black adam can't get through because he's using the eternium so he says you know give me the crown she gives him the crown and then he's like all right now i'm gonna shoot this kid and so he plans on black adam killing him while he has the crown because he knows that if he has the crown, he dies. He is then reborn as Sabak. But we didn't know that because they were reading the inscription on the crown backwards. And so that twist I enjoyed because that, because the fact that he had a force field that was stopping Black Adam from getting to him, and now he has the crown, it's like, why would you drop the force field? Like that yeah. was stupid, but now we we then find out like oh, that's why you dropped the force field because you wanted him to kill you so that you can come back with your powers. Okay, yep. because he was holding the crown and then the crown like pretty much absorbs into him and then we see him in the underworld and then the demons are like, hey, you win. So yeah, do you think this movie is going to get a lot of a lot of backlash from the religious community? Um, I, I so. am no. gonna say no because this does not take place in America at all. Oh, okay. So, yeah. okay, yeah, they're they're fine then. They're fine. Yeah, it'd be really hard for them to say, "Oh, we don't like how religion was portrayed in this fictional country." Right. It's like, oh, okay, you can shut the fuck <laughs> up. We'll say <laughs> it was some idiots, and I. I have this ran after every superhero movie. Who are these people who take their young children to these movies? I don't get it. I really don't. Like, I really don't get it. Like, it's like six, five, six, seven-year-old kids in there. Like, I'm just like, and then, and I like, when uh, Black Adam cooked that dude from the inside, I was like, good. I hope there's more shit like this. I hope these kids walk out of here traumatized because their parents are idiots and just drag them to any movie they go to. Like, I remember when I went to Deadpool and I saw there was a kid in there. I was like, what are we doing? Those are two different situations. Like, I I would be okay with, like, an eight-year-old seeing certain PG-13 movies. But, because the movie's rated PG-13. If the movie was rated R, then what the fuck are you doing? But I think that people who don't know the situation for superhero movies figure it's a superhero movie. Kids love that shit. So this is what we're going to do. But if you don't know what the situation is, I definitely agree with both of y'all because it's a tough situation because I let my daughter watch Black Panther and that's PG-13 as well. And even after she watched it, I was like, maybe I shouldn't let her watch it. It's kind of a lot of violence. So then for a while, I didn't let her watch it again. 
and and also Killmonger's talking about some stuff that <coughs> I don't I don't think we need to talk about that at you know six and seven. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I, so I, I definitely see both sides. Of it. I definitely lean more towards Brandon. I agree. Like, there's no way I'm gonna let my kids go see any of these movies. Uh, but it also depends on who the character is. So and that's the thing. That's, like, because that's the are, thing for me. There are hard PG-13s and there are soft PG-13s. And yeah, I, yeah, we knew... Well, and, and, we know and, this is a movie about an anti... I knew he was going to be killing people. Yeah, like, we, it was basically how many bodies is he going to get? Like, that's yeah. essentially what the movie was. And, like, I can see... I can hear the excuse of, you know, it's, it's just superhero movie. You know, they're probably just thinking, hey, it's a superhero movie. No harm, no foul. But, like, it's 2022. Like, we know... Superhero movies are way more sophisticated and way more in depth now. Whereas if it was t- t- 2012, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're probably right." Like every movie at that time was kind of, you know, wasn't really hitting on any dark topics like that. Where, where I mean, nowadays it's like, bro, how do you not know that like they're murdering people on TV and and it's still PG-13? Like it's fine well, for I think us. That's, that's the issue is they don't know because if you if you don't know, then you don't know. So if your kid says to you, hey, there's the superhero movie that's coming out and you don't know any better, then you're going to be like, oh, a superhero movie. Cool. Because I probably with, watch the trailer first. Because with, I mean, with Iron the Shazam movie, PG-13. Yeah. But like with the Shazam movie, for example, that was pretty kid friendly. And at least as far as I remember, it was there were some like adult jokes and stuff, but like it was it was like some demons and shit. There was some scary shit. No, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. That uh, (laughs) like it was that that one demon who ate that. Oh, that was he threw uh, dude out the window. Yeah, I forgot all about the Savannah parts. (laughs) Uh, I rescind that statement. Um, Like. I I forgot about that. So Spencer on team Brandon right now. He he switched real fast, didn't he? Well, no, I'm not. I'm rescinding the Shazam was kid friendly statement, not anything I've said prior to that. Um, But I, I mean, I think it's worth doing more research. But I think that we have the luxury of knowing better, and that's why we're. I think you should watch it first by yourself. Just be and, judge well, yeah, and again, if it's there. if it's PG thirteen, then it again. There are some movies that are PG thirteen. It's like all they said was shit once, and I mean, that's yeah, why yeah. it's PG thirteen. If it's, or there's, it's like this should probably be rated like PG sixteen. Yeah, because I mean, like, so I know I know that happens for a lot of parents. Like when the Spider Man movie came out, they they probably parents was like. Who don't even watch superhero movies? Their kids was like, "Hey, there's this new Spider-Man movie. Can we go see it?" And he's like, "All right, cool. We'll, we'll go see it." Or Batman, or you know, any of these things. And I get that, but it's like if you're a, a, a competent parent, you're not just gonna just be like, "All right, let's just roll." You like do some research, figure it out. Like, don't just pull up in Black Adam where you know he's literally just going to be murdering people are trying to stop him from murdering people but that's the thing and you don't you don't know that if you don't know that and that's what I think. just be competent just be a competent I, I would parent say, watch a trailer i would definitely say like so recently just this week last week i watched an anime movie an anime movie called the boy and the beast i watched the first was pg-13 and i watched it by myself and i was like okay this isn't so bad um there's no cussing in it there's fighting, that's it. But there's like nothing else 
So I was like, okay, um, I'll let my daughter watch it. And she had a good time with it. And so, but for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch the movie first, judge if she should see it. And then I'm like, no, because I still like, she's asking me to watch Naruto right now. I'm like, uh, let me let you get a little bit older because there are some things I was like, okay, I don't need you to see. Like, I don't need you to see the, you know, when Naruto sexy does it. Yeah, sexy jutsu. Like, I, I don't need her seeing any of that right now. And so I told her, like, okay, let me let you get a little bit older. Even though Naruto isn't bad, I was like, but let me get you a little bit more mature and then we can check it out. And Brandon, you are a movie guy. Uh, You have to also take into consideration that there are some people who are not movie people. And so it's not only with superhero movies that they don't know any better. It's with cinema in general that they don't have the same relationship with. And so they wouldn't know to do the research for that because they would just figure my kid is interested in this and it seems harmless because what we see outside of movies for superhero stuff is usually you know wholesome at least relatively and so it's all case by case but i don't just think parents are idiots whenever they don't know any better in this situation because they don't know any better in this situation. But there's no excuse for Deadpool, though. Oh, no, it was rated R. Like, yeah, that was like, yeah, you take to go see that. There, there's no excuse. Deadpool is not in this discussion. Like, I'm, I'm, t- because again, like the fact that you, you, the parent, you had to be there in order for this child to even think about watching this movie. Like, you couldn't let them in there by themselves. So, uh, like Deadpool isn't except because it Deadpool lets you know up front. Like, don't know yeah. kids need to be so in. wait. So Brandon, do you feel the same way about video games? You gonna let your daughter play Grand Theft Auto? No. Okay. No, I mean I'm right there with you. I just wonder. Because that's yeah, the thing, like I was playing pretty violent video games and my mom didn't really know what oh, I was doing. I was wilding. Yeah. Like, and my Dang. mom my mom wasn't into video games so she didn't know to know what was going on now yeah. luckily um i was pretty unaffected like i loved all the violent shit and like it was fine and i think she knew that because we could watch like underworld together and yeah. you know underworld came out early 2000s so yeah i probably shouldn't have been watching it but it was great uh it blade even I shouldn't be. I was just thinking. I was like, "Why was I watching Blade? Like, what? Yeah." But, but in the nineties, it was a little different. It was a little different. Yeah, we know. Yeah, let's let, let's let's get back to the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's um, get back to the movie. So, so what I would say. So, you guys both felt kind of iffy on the villain. He didn't bother me. Um, I mean, he was. He felt very standard to me like he nothing special nothing spectacular like he just felt like a superhero movie villain of today like yeah. he was evil because he was evil like yeah. he was a cgi monster with some kind of power that wasn't exactly the same as the hero i guess so like at least there's that but he was shooting an element and you know that's it's pretty standard. So um, I really I, okay. I re- I really got two more questions. But yeah, I uh, I wasn't impressed, but I wasn't offended. I'll say that. Like it it was very eh. But I I like the twist and how we got to him. 
I, I, I like the, the little like setup for him, but yeah. w- once he was here, I was like, okay. Um, but I mean, I don't know how they could have fixed that under the circumstances. Um, Brennan, how did you feel about the villain before I ask you um, my last two questions? I thought he was trash, to be honest. Um, I thought this is tough because I think they tried to pursue. I tried. They tried to go with the goal of making Black Adam a villain, the villain, and then oops, we actually have another main villain, like the real main vision, main villain. But I mean, they kind of started out kind of tough because. And again, this is just a change from the comic books. Like, this was a very, like, tame Black Adam. Like, he was killing people. But, like, temperament-wise, he was extremely... Like, he he woke up in the kid's room and was like, just move, get out of the way. Like, Yeah, because I feel like Black Adam reminds me, his attitude-wise reminds me of Namor. That's exactly like very Like, very arrogant, very hot-headed. And... One of the things that they like included in this movie was like a rage outburst. Yeah. So he would like get angry, lose control of his powers and pretty much like nuke. Yeah. And that was weird to me. Yeah. Like, that was so weird. Weird. On the boys. Yes, exactly like that. And um, that's not. A black like black Adam just murks people just like, for, he, just because he does like him not having control of his powers has never been a thing as far yeah. as I know. Like, no, I've never seen that. Black Adam has a firm handle on his powers <laughs> yeah. uh, in every iteration that I've seen of him because it's it's Billy who's like still trying to figure shit out and Black Adam is just giving him that work because he yeah, knows what to do. He doesn't do that whole Billy thing, right? He doesn't transform into a kid, right? No, because Black Adam he was an is adult. an adult. Now, yeah, and, okay. and another thing that they did that I get why they did it, but like, I'm also not a fan. So whenever he's in his Black Adam form, of course, he doesn't age, but the person ages. So whenever the reason he's been Black Adam for so long is because if he turns back into a human, he will fall apart because he's 5,000 years old. But in this whenever he reverted back he was just how he was before yeah now they could say that that's not involved they could say that the time that he's black adam negates any of that or they could say because he was sealed away he wasn't his like person wasn't aging but i and i know they had to turn him back so like whatever but the the person who knows things in me didn't like the fact that he turned back and was just fine. Right. And I didn't didn't know that. And also that uh, whenever he um, escaped the water, because pretty much Dr. Fate like opened his uh, prison cell up, but then it was up to him to beat all of the guards, make it to the water and swim up to the top so that he could then say Shazam. And I was like, how did he have the strength to defeat all of those guards and swim several feet up? Right. To the, like submerged, yeah. Yeah, I was like, eh, okay. Uh, Dr. Fate, because I kept thinking Dr. Fate, just take, because he had one of those little, like, 
uh, mask things on because he was submerged. And I was like, Dr. Fate, just like take this off me so I can yeah. say Shazam while I'm down here. Yeah. But he he had to make a journey in order to do that. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. But that's one of those suspend your disbelief because to think that one dude by himself could take on an army of armed guards is ridiculous. But true. Um anyway. I'll say, I'll say well, I have I have actually three more questions. I thought I had two. How would you guys rate it on the scale of one to ten? How do you guys rate the movie? Uh, I would give it a solid seven. I agree. Seven. Um, again, I enjoyed it as a moviegoer, but I had some issues as a historian. And I am of the opinion that at least lately i'm of the opinion that changes to the source material are not always a bad thing because they allow for some mystery and they can make things better and you know so forth and so on but i am noticing that a lot of the things i took issue with were in that arena like for this yeah. movie a lot of the issues I had were a lack of faith to the source material and how things, you know, would have been different otherwise. And honestly, it was more, I felt like certain characters were disrespected. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like it was less, less, less like movie Marvel. plot problems, but yeah. more like, how dare you do this to this person problems. Yeah. And I hate to compare Marvel versus DC, but I feel like Kevin Feige might change something purposely to achieve a certain goal. Where I feel like in this case, it was more casually not really understanding the stakes of or history of certain characters. So they kind of were just like, ah, Hawkman. It's Hawkman. Like, why? Who cares? Like, who cares if we mention Thanagary or? you know, hot girl or any of that, or it's just Dr. Fate. We don't really need to mention, you know, the helmet or the call it by its actual name or anything like that. You know what I mean? I, I can agree with that. I think that um, whenever Marvel makes certain changes, well, Marvel does a better job of planning things out, but um, their changes are more methodical and, I think that these were, hey, we have these people available. Let's throw them in there. Right. Marvel does some of that too, but Marvel does it with less heavy hitters. Like right. there, there are some people Marvel which is like, eh, we'll just throw this person in there. And it's inconsequential. But right. Dr. Fate, while not on the face of things, is very important. Right. And for him to have been treated the way that he was again feels disrespectful and i mean this is doing too much but if we could have thrown a constantine now that we're dealing with the underworld and things of that throw a constantine in there that would have been a fire but that's just that would have that been too much for this like Con constantine requires his like that no i i don't think they could have done that here 
for like a mention of like Dr. Fig, like, fuck, I, I, I lost Constantine's number or something, like something. But yeah, I mean, so you, you wanted a Constantine Easter egg, something because I mean, we're dealing with the underworld, that is literally his. So if he, so if he was like, Oh, we might have to drop a line of John. Like we might have to reach out to John. Uh, yeah, like, like who's John? Maybe like Constantine. Yeah, like, like I never. But yeah, exactly. I don't think uh, Doctor Fate wouldn't have been the one to do that. Like Doctor Fate would have been like John comes to me. But like dark magic. Well, I mean, uh, Doctor Fate deals with all types of magic. All of but, it. but dark magic is like that's like I'm an expert in everything. But then there's a guy who just is only an expert in that one thing. You know now what? I mean? what if they were going to involve John, then the the way that I would have thought he would have been involved would have been whenever Kent died, then John might show up to be like, "And I'll just take this helmet off your hands." Oh yeah, he yeah, just y'all pop up. Y'all don't know. Be like, y'all don't know what to do uh, with this. I've been so, I mean, meaning to get my hands on this. Yeah, like, I've been look. I've been looking for this one. Yeah, <laughs> so, let me just go ahead and uh, take it off your hands real quick. Yeah, let me get it out of here. So let me. So now I want to ask you guys. Oh, heck, you coming up more questions. The end credit scene. How did you guys feel about that? Because I mean, that's clearly pretty cool. That's one of the best end credit scenes that DC has done. I agree. I agree. Like I, that, I loved it. Ooh, that was that was a really good end credit scene. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, cool. Yeah, like Henry Cavill, him, like he he showed up and he and had because you know you know they they're going to have to do like the movie like the Superman and Shazam team up. Versus yeah. Black Adam. You yeah. know that's coming. Well, we'll see. So. Because with well, the yeah, direction they're taking Black Adam, I don't know that they'll need to do that. I mean, I think I, that the, the, I guess the way it happens, because I will say this Black Adam is, you know, he's defiant because whenever uh, earlier in the movie, whenever they were like, we want to talk about your peaceful surrender, he was like, I'm not peaceful. And I'm not surrendering. Right. Like he wants the smoke. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Black Adam again. He lived by the wish creed. Yeah. So, I, I really enjoyed it. I, but I mainly enjoyed it just because I love to see Henry Cavill back, and I want another Man of Steel movie. But, I think that's what all the fans want. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I will say that's one thing that I feel like DC can do is an origin story because so far. All of the origin stories they've done have been at least pretty okay. Because we're looking at Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, this one. Mm-hmm. We need another Green Lantern movie. We need another one. Definitely I assume they're one. working on it. We need a good one. Like they had that. They had that TV show in the works for a while, but I think they got canned. Um, yeah, my last question to get it together yeah that's a whole nother thing my last question is where now do you think the next time we'll see black adam when's the next time you think we'll see him i think it'll be a while i also think it'll be a while i do you think do you think the rock is in for the long haul as well though well and that's what i was going to say i think a part of the reason it's going to be a while is because the rock is busy yeah. Um, and The Rock, yeah, like he he's not just available like that. So I think that that's more why it'll be a while. But I think the storytelling reason it'll be a while is because Black Adam doesn't usually get involved unless he has to 
or unless Kondok is involved somehow. So because the, I guess, DC as it is, shouldn't need him to be involved unless Kondok is involved, I would assume that he's just going to be quietly at home until he doesn't until something happens where he has to get involved. So it could be a situation where somebody comes to him asking for help, or it could be a situation where, you know, something finds its way to Kondok and he then has to deal with it. So you don't think he'll be in Sajam Fury of the Gods? I was going to say that could be a possibility. Um, that, that definitely could be, he could be in that and then be gone for a while. Because yeah, like if it's a meal. yeah, like if it's a Shazam yeah. movie, then now that he's here, we'll probably see him. But otherwise, like just in the universe, I don't know that we would like. What's the? I don't know what the next DC movie is, but I think, I think it's Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Oh, it is okay. Uh, in that uh, case, March that might... 17, 2023. All right, that might be exactly uh, what that was then, because. They played yeah. the trailer in ours. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I remember watching the trailer, it, but it wasn't much to that trailer, if I remember right. Yeah, it was the same one, so it was not a ton to it. I'm, I'm hoping that they take away the powers. I mean, I don't know if that's even possible, but um, wait, take away whose powers? The all the Shazam family? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that was a little annoying. Stupid you ones. Want, you don't want to see making good? Eh, no. no thanks. I don't want to see seven of the same, but I hate that when they do like of the same person but um i'm hoping that we get enough like feedback to dc like positive feedback to go hey we want to see more hawkman hey we want to see like dr fate was dope like can we re- i mean he is involved really like he should never die which is the fact that he died was stupid but um just, but, probably and didn't want to pay him and i i think that that was that was a couple things. I think a yeah, Pierce Brosnan was like, I'm not trying to be locked into yeah anything. I mean, he was, James, like, he was James Bond for a while, uh, at, at least three movies, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think also they were trying to demonstrate that Sabak was a true threat. Um, I don't like that Doctor Fate was used to demonstrate that. Uh, but I think that that was what they were trying to do. They were trying to say, uh, Dr. Fate, or they were trying to say that Sabak is a real problem and that Black Adam is a real problem. Because right. I, I think they did a pretty good job of showing like Black Adam is that dude is, is a problem. I, I think they did a great job of showing that because in the Shazam movie, they couldn't really because he was new and learning and figuring it all out. But uh, Black Adam was proficient. There, just, there in Shazam, there was that one seat that was open. Remember at the end when they were like all sitting down in the little arena thing, and there was like one seat that was still open. Well, there were seven wizards. Yeah. Uh, so, and at the end of Shazam, wasn't only yeah, six of them? Yeah, he had five. Yeah, there were six of them. So then I was like, he. That's why I say he could show back up and be like, "This is my spot." I don't know. Maybe. Mm. I, I'm hoping. I don't know. I just wish, like in wrestling, sometimes they make a match. Let's say they make a six man 
uh, match where each individual is individual, you know, they're on their own and whoever gets pinned, they throw one person at random, not random, but they throw in that one person there because they're going to eat the pin. They're going to get pinned. It's not going to hurt them rather than pinning another person who shouldn't be pinned. They could have thrown a character in there, but didn't have to necessarily do a ton, but get murked. Um, by you know Sabak, and it's all good. But I mean, I guess I get it. Um, I mean, and again, I I feel like Doctor Fate was disrespected. Like it, Doctor Fate should not have been the sacrificial right. uh, character here, because Doctor Fate is bigger than that. Right, and maybe he took it on took it on the chin on purpose. I don't know, but yeah, I'm hoping that they uh, that they gain. I guess the JSA in general. I hope they gain enough popularity with the fans um, that we get to see them again soon. Yeah. At but also like, I, at least something on HBO max or something. Yeah, I think something. it's, it's uh, whenever you have characters at that caliber, I think it's hard to put that in a movie and, you know, have that be a thing and not be like, yeah, this person could just end this movie in five minutes. So I, I think that, they have to nerf people for that reason. And I think that this is that same situation because again, Dr. Fate comic book, Dr. Fate, this movie wouldn't have been that long. Yeah. So I, it's a necessary evil, but I agree. It shouldn't have been Dr. Fate. Like even if it had been Giovanni, I would have been okay with that. Right. But for it to have been Dr. Fate, like that's yeah. Burning, you got a uh, you got any other questions? Did you have planned out or or Spencer? Uh, that's pretty much it, man. Um, yeah, we both decided you know seven out of ten, which is pretty good. DC is doing a pretty good job, pretty solid job. No home runs lately. Other, I mean, the Batman might be a home run. Um, but hey, just stay solid. Hopefully, this. I mean, the Flash thing comes out. Um, yeah, hopefully that's solid. I mean, apparently, I thought that there was supposed to come out. Aquaman 2 was supposed to come out this year, I think it's next year, some point. Yeah, I, think it's, year. I think it's 2023 because I mean, by now we would already seen the trailer, okay? Yeah, maybe, yeah, it is. like yeah. maybe the OG schedule had it coming out and then stuff got shuffled and moved. I think a lot of stuff's got pushed back, yeah. Yo, this is crazy, man. I, I mean, just a quick mention for the Rotten Tomato. The tomato meter is at 39% for the critic, but the audience score is 90. That is like complete opposite of each other. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, I that, mean, people love rock. People love the rock. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, he did more acting in this than he's done in some other movies. I mean, I'll admit that. I mean, he wasn't just out here winning Oscars by any means, but like he, <laughs> he had a little more character in this than in some other stuff where he's just the rock but um because yeah like he he almost wasn't allowed to smile in this movie <laughs> no like, he has to he has to do that pretty boy smile don't he look no he he had to keep his uh he had to keep his eyebrows low <laughs> for a lot of this movie because i mean the whole thing is he's a rage monster so he, yeah. he had to he had to be angry a lot, but also he's not heartless because he was instinctively you know saving the lady who looks exactly like his wife. So 
you know, I, yeah, the, the the side characters are trash in this movie, but otherwise, the teenage kid solid. was he he was fine. Like he, and I like I like Mo Ammer, uh, but oh, I did like him. Yeah, but I I just like him. So like I, his character didn't like do anything, but I just like him. So I don't I don't think that really counts. But yeah, so we got Shazam coming out next March looks like then after that flash then blue beetle so they canceled batgirl but didn't cancel flash blue beetle or blue Be- oh that's for they have flash too i no, they they blue beetle. Flash. like blue beetle like i'd like to see a blue beetle movie but i mean i'm assuming nobody's doing weird shit but uh <laughs> like, but for for them to have for, for them to say yeah now we're still doing flash but bad girl got canceled is like what yeah they canceled flash i mean they canceled bad girl and uh super girl and yeah they they rolling with rolling with the flash apparently it's all done they've even done reshoots since he's been out, yeah, I just had a conversation a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. but apparently he uh, he went to the head execs over at Warner Brothers and was like, "I'm sorry, like I'll do better." Yeah, I just had this conversation like two days ago with somebody. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, but that shit yeah. better be far. Otherwise, he they, I mean, like, they are. They talked about it too. Like they, I think they, I think I read that they have plans for Flash Two already. Like they're they're already looking at it already. I'm just like, damn, bro, y'all got to get this first flash going. I'm sure they're gonna recast them, no matter what. I'm sure it's gonna be recast. And the flash is easy to recast because you can exactly yeah, you can blame it on multiverse shenanigans. You can say this is not Barry, this is Wally. Like the I think yeah, the flash is easy to recast. I think they're pushing so hard because they're gonna do a mass reboot. Not mass, like there's some characters are gonna stay. They're gonna reboot a lot of characters. Yeah, I agree. Forward. I think I think I think so too. But the fact that Henry Cavill came back, makes yeah, I think me Henry, wonder. and yeah, we don't know how long that will be. But I think Henry, I think so glad he's they, back though. Yeah, I am. I think Aquaman, Wonder Woman, potentially Batman. We'll see. But apparently he's coming back. He's gonna apparently he's gonna be Batfleck. He's gonna be in something. Good. I like Batfleck. I do too. Like he's. I, I want more of him. Same. But yeah, that's all I got. Okay, Spencer, you got anything? Closing remarks or anything? Uh, follow us on social media. I don't know. There you socials. Go. Follow us on social media. Catch us on Twitter at the LMG Podcast. Um, be sure to. Uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. That's the League of Melanated Gentlemen podcast. And yeah, be sure you know interact with us. We love interacting with people. Let us know your thoughts on the Black Adam movie. Um, if you loved it, hated it, let us know. We definitely look forward to seeing those uh, interactions. So yeah, we're never duplicated. Always appreciate it. And forever melanated. <laughs>